Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The Mike Wise Show is a presentation of Pure Hoops Media. The Mike Wise Show is hosted by a guy who played basketball atrociously for Hawaii Pacific College, which forced him into journalism. And, oh yeah, he wrote about basketball for the New York Times, the Washington Post, and ESPN. He's also a wise-ass, and so are many of his guests. Right, Mike? Thanks, Starlene. Welcome to a very special Mike Wise Show. Along with my producer and co-host, Bruce Bernstein, over the next four weeks, we're going to take a deep dive into Coach Dean Smith's greatest creation. It's a basketball family that began 60 years ago and endures to this day. So let's start at the beginning. North Carolina basketball began in 1911 with a victory over Virginia Christian. They haven't made the tournament in years, by the way. Over the next four decades, the school achieved success on the court, including a national title in 1924. But the modern era of UNC basketball began in 1952 when the school hired coach Frank McGuire away from St. John's. McGuire began recruiting players from the New York area and soon established what came to be known as the McGuire New York City Railroad. McGuire led the Tar Heels to the 1957 NCAA championship, defeating Kansas and Wilt Chamberlain in triple overtime in the championship game to complete an undefeated 32-0 season. But three years later, the school was placed on probation and barred from the 1961 NCAA tournament. McGuire was forced to resign and he was replaced by an assistant coach he hired in 1958, a certain Dean Smith. <laughs> so our story really begins here. Future Hall of Fame coach Larry Brown was a New Yorker recruited by Coach McGuire and was already on the team when Coach Smith took over. And soon after his new coach arrived, Brown realized that the culture was about to change. When Coach Smith took over, he was more, I, I guess you'd say, of a teacher. Every, every practice, he had a practice plan. Every drill was timed. Um, every drill was basketball-specific. It was like going to a classroom. Um, and at when I first played for him, I, I didn't know if I could handle it. He was so different than Coach McGuire. But, um, God, the more you were around him, the more you realized that God made this special person that nobody will ever be like. That was Hall of Fame coach Larry Brown talking about the patriarch of North Carolina basketball, Dean Smith. We've got a Carolina Blue Ribbon panel of Tar Heels who played for Coach Smith between 1970 and 1993 to discuss the Tar Heel basketball family and culture. George Carl played for UNC from 1970 to 73 and was a member of Coach Smith's first championship team in the 1971 NIT. George became one of the greatest NBA coaches with 1,175 wins, number six all time. Matt Doherty was a starter on the 1982 NCAA championship team alongside Michael Jordan, James Worthy, Sam Perkins, and Jimmy Black. 
Matt became a successful coach for several college teams and led the Tar Heels for three seasons from 2000 to 2003. He's the author of the best-selling book, Rebound, From Pain to Passion, Leadership Lessons Learned. And George Lynch was the main man on the 1993 NCAA champions from Chapel Hill. He went on to a very successful 12-year NBA career, including playing with Allen Iverson on the 2001 Philadelphia 76ers for coach Larry Brown before going into coaching himself. George is co-founder of HBCU Heroes and a partner in Legends Brand USA. Welcome, gentlemen. It's really a pleasure to have you all here. So the first five seasons were tough for Coach Smith. He was always socially aware, and he put his money where his mouth was when it came to issues of racism and discrimination. He was very liberal in a very conservative state. George, uh, Carl, you played for Coach Smith. You were the kind of elder statesman in this group. Tell, tell me what this meant to you as a player and as a person. Well, uh, I mean, I, I, Coach Smith was just an amazing human being. And I went to North Carolina because he wouldn't promise me a starting job like everybody else was promising me a starting job. And he was the one guy that said, hey, we think you're good. We think you can play, but we're not going to make any promises. Uh, <clears throat> but uh, I think his liberalism towards racism was really popular for me. Uh, you know, we had a, we were kind of the beginning of the integration of black players into the South. Uh, I think Charlie Scott was the first one at Chapel Hill. That was about three years before I got there. And we had two or three guys on our team uh, African-American, but that, I had two, I had that many on my high school team. So it was not, it was a little different, but we all knew that coach Smith wanted you to be a good human being. You wanted he wanted you to be a student. He wanted you to be community active and he wanted you to be opinionated a little bit. He wanted you to be kind of be a Michelangelo type of person. Um, and, um, I apologize for my puppy barking. Um, <laughs> But I enjoyed, I mean, I, I enjoyed so many conversations with Coach Smith about life as much as I enjoyed conversations about playing basketball. George Lynch, what, what did it mean to you to, to come into UNC uh, with Coach Smith? I meant a lot. Um, my, my father was a big Carolina fan. I remember watching Coach Doherty and um, – and Michael and James and that great team play um, that year. And, and just the conversations that my stepfather would have with me about Coach Smith was more about his civil um, uh, civil duties and, and, and racial equality, um, things that he's, he's done around North Carolina, like bringing in, in Scott, uh, like being a, a, a close friend of John Thompson and and, and Coach uh, Big House Gaines. Uh, those were the conversations that I used to hear my dad mentioning about Coach Smith. So for me to have an opportunity to play for him, uh, I knew that he cared more about the, the, the student athlete and the person uh, more than he cared about wins and losses on the basketball court. 
Coach Doherty, you grew up in uh, Long Island. Uh, Coach Carl was from Pittsburgh and uh, George was from Virginia. So for a guy from the Northeast, uh, what, were you, what, did, what did Coach Smith, how did he impress you with his sort of stance on social things as well as basketball? Well, you know, as a, as a, as a kid, you're more focused on basketball. You're not aware as much, at least I was, into the politics. Uh, much like George, I had half my team my senior year in high school was African-American. So, uh, you know, you play basketball in the Northeast, you know, you're, you're playing with, with Black players, Puerto Rican players. You know, it's the beautiful thing about sports. It's the melting pot. Um, I found it interesting to me. Uh, I, I'm an executive coach now. I work with uh, Vistage and, and, and we talk a lot about culture and that's a big topic with some of the companies I'm working with. And I can't help but refer back to Coach Smith on a regular basis. I mean, like not just one time a day, like like 10 times a day. And the 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 culture he instilled at an early time in his his coaching, you know, like I was I wonder what he was thinking when he was working for Coach McGuire and then he took over and immediately did it his way. Um, and when George Carl was talking about the weighted vest and the 6 a.m.s, I mean, he was doing that in the 70s. He was doing it in the 80s and he was doing it in the 90s. And um, the culture he instilled is world class and, and companies any organization is, is trying to capture that. But he did that in the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s with young men that were 18 to 21 years old. Um, so, you know, uh, and, and it starts with the home visit, like with George Carl. I mean, I was a McDonald's All-American. I wasn't a great McDonald's All-American, but I was a highly recruited player. And like George Carl, everyone else is intimating that you're going to start and play a lot as a freshman. And I remember him sitting in my home and he sat back and he goes, yeah, Matthew, um, you'll be lucky to play by the time you're a junior. And I remember leaning up and said to myself, I'll show you. And I think he did that for a couple of reasons. He wanted to set the culture straight. He's loyal to the upperclassmen. You got to earn it. But also, if you didn't respond to that, you weren't competitive enough to play for him. And I think that was a test where I said, damn, all right, I'll show you. And, you know, I, I was a sixth man as a freshman, started as a sophomore. And um, so, you know, to hear George Carl have that similar conversation with Coach Smith is really kind of funny, but not surprising. Brad Doherty, no relation to Matt, played at Carolina from 1983 to 1986 and was the number one overall pick in the 1986 NBA draft. And he fully understood how unique his coach's outlook was and also how difficult it must have been to stick to his principles when many in the state opposed them. Coach Smith, uh, uh, just a remarkable human being. Um, you know, we, we talk about, and again, we're talking about basketball, but, you know, being in his presence, and being a part of something that his family he created uh, is the most impactful thing that has happened in my life. Um, you know, he, he was really unique. And, and I think the thing that made him so, so, so different uh, 
in his his beliefs. You know, he was a uh, a devout Christian man. Um, he was a a, a devout uh, Democrat, extremely liberal. Uh, I used to kid him about that, but just very, very, very liberal Democrat, and uh, would often speak his mind on politics. Uh, back in an era where coaches just kind of didn't do that. Coach Smith also stressed the importance of family, team, and building a culture. Sam Perkins, who was teammates with both Brad and Matt Doherty and also played for George Carl in the NBA with Seattle, was one of the all-time greats at UNC. And Coach Smith's words to Sam from 40 years ago are still with him. Coach Smith told us we, we didn't have we, – we had stat sheets, but he told us not to look at them because he don't want a – stat sheet to define your game because the, the stat sheet was will not lie. It will tell you how many points you had, how many times you shot, how many you missed, turnovers, assists, fouls, so on and so on. He didn't want us to do that because we were we didn't want to get into get into a box to where numbers would only matter. He's if you if you scored twenty six and, and you scored twenty five the next night, he always said, remember how you got them thank your teammate when you go on an interview. So so I went – and he stopped me because I was freshman in ACC, something. He says, don't forget your teammates. And that was – that's how it was. You never talked about yourself. And even if they did talk about your 26 points, you, you say, well, it couldn't have happened without, you know, Jimmy Black giving out the assists or Worthy doing this, so and so. So that's how it was. That's the, how the culture was, and we all respected that. And no one really cared if you scored 20 or you scored eight. We were just winning. Next week, in part two of our four-part series on North Carolina basketball, we'll discuss how Coach Smith transformed men and women from different backgrounds and upbringings into an extended family that has spanned generations. Please join us on The Mike Wise Show as our panel describes what it's like to be OGs in basketball's royal family. George Lynch. George Carl and Matt Doherty form an unbroken chain between generations of Tar Heels and their devoted fans. Thanks to our wonderful editor, Kristen Woolley, for working her magic at the controls. If you're enjoying this series, we featured some selected video segments with our panel on the Pure Hoops Media YouTube channel. Go to YouTube and search Pure Hoops Media. For my producer and co-host, Bruce Bernstein, I'm Mike Wise, and we'll see you next week. The Mike Wise Show used to be called The Wise Ass Show, but it remains a presentation of Pure Hoops Media.